Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick concludes the message entitled, The Heart That Moves the Hand of God, taken from Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. This message was taught at the Church on the Rock in Berea, Kentucky. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick brought us the third of three views of the same situation of the centurion's servant, which was God's view, which included the first three of four things that God sees. On this broadcast, he brings us more on the third thing that God sees, and also the fourth. He closes this message by taking us to 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, and challenges us to not only quote scripture, but to live scripture. And now, here's Brother Rick. The man said, I ain't got the answer to my problem. I don't have the answer to my need. I'm not worthy to come, but I got enough sense to know that you're in authority and I'm in submission. Now listen, the man could have commanded Jesus to come. Because he was over that area. But here's what he knew. I might be in authority, but I'm not in authority over him. He's in authority over me. And I'll humble myself. And then last, he was just grateful. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew 20 about the real vision. If you want to be great, humble yourself and be a servant. But it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, in everything. Everybody say in everything. Give thanks. He didn't say for everything, give thanks. He said in everything, give thanks. See, here's what we believe about prayer. We believe that we ought to pray the scriptures. And may I say, absolutely. You ought to make sure before you pray that what you're praying for is covered in the will of God. Because the Bible tells us in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, then you can ask what you will. That doesn't mean if I can quote John 15, 7, I can get my Cadillac. What it means is if his will has changed my will and I've submitted my will to his will, then I can ask what I will because what I ask will be his will. And if you follow me that way, you're pretty good. That's what it means. Deb and I been up here this weekend. It's been kind of a reminiscent weekend. And uh, I, I'm just so thankful to be here. I tell you, I really am thankful to be here. And the other night, I, I guess that was Thursday night, wasn't it, Mom? I, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning, see? Because now I nap at various times. I understand why God speaks to old men in dreams, because he can't keep them awake. <laughs> and so I get in my recliner, and I get a blanket, and I ought to tell everybody in the room good night, but I don't. I, I'm acting like I'm listening. And, and I play bobblehead dog for about five, ten minutes, and then I wave. And so, therefore, at night, sometime when everybody else is sleeping, I'm like a baby. It's got my days and nights mixed up. Other night, I woke up at two thirty. And how many of you know when you wake up at 2.30 and you know you ain't going back to sleep? And you know I was laying there trying to be quiet because mom still likes to sleep at that time. And 
And so I laid there for 30 minutes and prayed. And then I, I patting her on the back. And it, it was a love pad intended to wake her up because I was lonesome. And so, and finally she turned over and I said, you awake? And she said, uh, I am now. And I said, you know why you can't sleep? Why don't we talk a while? I'm going to tell you something. I think the next two hours is about the sweetest communication we've ever had in 42 years. We just talked about the journey. We talked about how important it is. Started talking about people, thinking about all the different ones in this room, relationship I have with you. How good it's been, how good God's been. Man, it got good. We talked about times where she was wondering, she said, you know, I just wonder how many countries you went to that you wasn't even supposed to go to. I said, I don't know. She said, wonder how much money you spent that you, uh, I was afraid she's going to really get into deep conversation. It's, <clears throat> it's a couple times I thought, honey, you need to get some rest, but I just, <laughs> just trying to help you a little. But anyway, we got talking about the journey. I said, you know, the good thing is we couldn't mess it up because God's so good. You can't even mess it up when you mess up. It still ain't messed up. He, he redeems it. It teaches you stuff. And, and I just got to talking about walking in his will. Not trying to do his will. It ain't about doing. It's about being. It ain't about all I've done. It's about who I am. And it ain't about where I am. It's about where I'm going. <laughs> It was precious. And I realized God's looking at these things in my life. While I'm trying to convince him to move in my behalf, he knows exactly who I am. And he's trying to get me to move towards him and recognize. And I'm no different than anybody else. I need a savior. I need a healer. I need his wisdom. I need his grace. I need his mercy. 17th day of November, I was teaching a class. I stood up and said, I want to ask y'all a question. <laughs> when I stood up, my blood pressure shot up to 230 over 130. All that blood went to my head, and I forgot what the question was. I was standing there. <laughs> and they're like, okay, what's the question? And I, I can't remember what it is. And I sat down and I was humiliated. My doctor was in the class because I've won her to the Lord. She's had to deal with me so much she's got quite close to me. Now I'm mentoring him, or mentoring her and her husband. And he, uh, he looked and said something's wrong. She looked at me. She come over and started helping me. And they put me in the back of an ambulance and took me to the hospital. And I was having a heart attack. And some people called and said, why you? Why you? Why you? And I said, why not? Why not me? 
Why not me? Why should everything that happened to me happen good and not bad? Why should I be immune to trouble? What have I done that separated me from the worst drunk in this county? Because Jesus loves him as much as he loves me. Are you listening to me? Jesus looked at this man and said, this man's got integrity. He's not playing. He's been kind because his reputation's preceded him. He believes me. He's submitted to authority. He believes when I speak, it means something. And his heart's grateful. I'm going to tell you what I've learned through this. I've learned that I can't stop the process of aging. But I can stop the process of how I handle it. I don't want to die a bitter old man. I want to die with joy. Now here's what 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we know we have the petition we ask of him. Instead of just finding a scripture and quoting it, why don't we live it first? So that when we speak it, it's not just a thought. It is coming out of a lifestyle of integrity and kindness and faith and humility and thankfulness. And it's not just ringing from lips whose people's heart is far from him, but it is coming from a heart. That is a wellspring of where they are. Are you listening to me? Now I want you to bow your heads and I want to ask the question one more time. How many of you has got a need for God to move right now? Yeah. Got a question for you. How many is trying to get him to move without allowing him to move you more into the word? If that's you, would you just slip up your hand? How many of you, like me, are convicted of my own words? Because I'm speaking scripture, but am I living it in everyday life? See, if you're not living it, and you know that your actions are nullifying your words, would you just stand to your feet? Because I want to pray for you while everybody's eyes are closed. If your life is negating your confession, yeah, I see you. Just stand on up. Ain't nobody looking at you there. Got their heads bowed. I want to pray for you. I see until you can live it <laughs> as well as declare it. It's not working in you like he wants it to. I just want you to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, pray it everybody. Heavenly Father, forgive me of the times when my actions nullified your word. Forgive me for trying to manipulate you do what I want you to do. I repent. Help me to live what I say I believe. That when I speak, my words are backed up by my life. Help me surrender my will.
Help me to ask in confidence. Believe in your word. And expect you to change the situation. Help me to live by faith. statement to begin with. You know, some of us, before we pray, we want to run it by our wife to see if it works right. Say to your wife, honey, I'm trying to trust you. See how it works for you. You're either trusting or you're trying. I said you're either trusting or you're trying. out of here for dark. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.